formula to it. A very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. Hi, I'm Nikki. And I'm Courtney. And this is Everybody's a Suspect. The podcast where we talk about horror movies. Specifically, slashers. And what movie are we talking about this week? Oh, ho, ho. We are talking about the oh-so-fun, question mark, Bunny Man Vengeance. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, this movie. (laughs) Well, Bunny Man in general, but definitely this movie. Oh, God. Each one takes a different turn for me that I just am like, eh, all right. Okay. This one, I think, is the most actual enjoyable, but it's only because of one part that we will talk about later. (laughs) Yes. But all in all, these are not great movies. It's a low-budget horror movie that... But even... Yeah. Sorry. I interrupted you. (laughs) Uh, You you don't don't go into this film, like, expecting greatness. You just watch it because it has a title like Bunny Man, and you just need to know what it contains. Yeah, for sure. So what was your first experience with this franchise? Well, the first experience I had was just the sort of urban legend of the Bunny Man, because oh, really? it takes yeah cuz it um it takes place in Virginia so like i've been near the bunny man bridge which is um it's an overpass uh, it's called Colchester overpass it's in Fairfax county it's near Clifton Virginia um it's known as the bunny man bridge uh and it's where like two separate incidents happened in 1970 where people were attacked by a guy in a rabbit costume that had an axe or a hatchet so like I had friends. That's not terrifying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I had like especially um, as the college I went to, there were like a ton of people from Northern Virginia and a ton of people from my area, and so I heard all about this, um, the urban legend and stuff because people like live right by there. And now it's not um, like a main road because it's this like tiny little one lane road up in the mountains in the middle of nowhere. Um, so it's not like it doesn't get a lot of traffic. Or anything but um the urban legend has kind of been like passed down to other people and uh it's gotten a lot of like traction online and stuff and so there are people that will drive like out of state to visit this the site of like where the bunny man was where he like attacked three different people in two separate separate incidents and to the point that the police actually have to like kind of shut it down and like prevent people from getting near it because um it becomes like a hazard because it's not like a a large area. Again, it's on like the side of a mountain and it's not uh, like it's, it wasn't built to be well trafficked. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it. Oh my gosh. That's insane. I didn't even know there was an urban legend. Yeah. Basically um, there's like the, the idea is that two people were attacked in their car by a guy with a hatchet and he was like, yelling at them that they were like on his property and they had to get out and they claimed that he was like wearing a rabbit costume um but they couldn't give like a great description and then there's like another similar incident happened like a week later both of these happened right before halloween too they happened in october 1970 um oh my gosh yeah so it was like right before halloween 
Um, but the second incident was like a week later and this, this local man just saw a guy in a bunny costume, like on the porch of some abandoned house, like chopping it with an ax and was like yelling at the guy, uh, to like get off his property again. So it's just one of those weird incidents that happens in, uh, rural areas sometimes. Um, and then of course the, there's also this idea that the bunny man, uh, like he died and he comes back on Halloween, uh, to, to, to the bridge. So that's why people will flock there on Halloween. So that's the idea behind the urban legend. Are most of those people white? Cause that sounds like a white people thing. <laughs> yeah. I swear, I swear there's a reason we all die in horror movies. This is true. Oh goodness. So... I remember my first encounter, uh, my friend Brooke and I, when we worked at the club together, we started this tradition of like every Thursday we'd have a terrible horror movie night. So we'd rent, um, like just straight from the cover or the title of the movie alone. We were like, okay, we're going to rent this movie. Don't know what it's about, but we're going to find out. So every Thursday we went, and one of the movies we rented one time was Bunny Man Massacre, which I didn't know it was actually a sequel, but I think I remember at one point we just started making up our own plot to it, because there was like almost no dialogue in that movie, I swear. Uh, we we were just like, it's just a man in bunny costume going around killing people. We're not sure what's going on. And I swear to God, we were not that drunk when we were watching it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the sometimes that's the best way to experience a horror film though, is just to like judge the the film cover or the title and just be mm-hmm. like, we need to watch this and we don't necessarily yeah. need to be sober. Yeah, with those movies, it's probably a good idea to not be sober for them. But I did it for this <laughs> podcast. All right. So a little bit of the logistics. Here we go. Bunny Man Vengeance was released on video on demand on October 20th, 2017. Um, it was written and directed by Carl Lindbergh. I believe he wrote and directed all three of them. Hmm. And I don't think there's really much notable about it. Uh, so the summary, I will give the summary that I got from IMDb. The murderous bunny returns to his childhood haunted home and unleashes his bloodthirsty instincts. Well, then. I don't think that's necessarily the most accurate. Yeah. But it's kind of on point, kind of not, once you get into it. It doesn't give anything away. Yeah. I will say something I liked is the fact that in each of the movies, they kind of carry it on this tradition of, like, this home video thing. Um, But it, it doesn't seem like they're really all that related. Yeah, it's sort of like a loose trilogy it's not like a hardcore you don't have to watch the other ones for it to make sense i'm not sure these movies actually make any sense True. but but you can just watch them <laughs> it's like you said you didn't know you were watching a sequel like you you can just watch this and it's like this weird bunny killing people with help um and then it changes so <laughs> i mean right. you don't you don't have to watch one to watch all three right um so this home video starts and it's a little boy on fire and then a man pisses on him mm-hmm. and another little boy tries to put him out with a blanket. Uh, that fire looked so bad. Yeah, it was low budget fire. There was no CGI money there. 
But here's the thing. Even low budget, you can get good artists. Like, I mean, I don't know. You can, but you have to do it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I just kept looking at it like, oh my god, they probably should not linger on this too long because this looks so bad. Mm -hmm. But little did I know, that was just the beginning of the bad special effects. Yeah, I mean, I will say they had the kid like moving around. And Mm -hmm. so that's not necessarily an easy thing to convey with fire because he was like trying to crawl while he's on fire um, before the other kid put him out. Um, But yeah, Yeah. but I think it it did convey that it was fire. So that was a success. Way to look at the positive. I appreciate that. (laughs) You need to with this film. Come on. You got to you got to find the the two star review is not lying. (laughs) I mean, I have a point where I actually loved something in this movie, but again, we'll get there. Yeah. All right. So then we get to Bunny Man walking down the road with a little kid in his knapsack. And the kid's like trying to reach out and Bunny Man just like takes, like he just keeps punching around to the bag. Yeah. (laughs) This series hates kids. Like it fucking hates kids. I mean, the second one, you have a giant school bus massacre and um, the dead girl on the bench is on that same bench that Bunny Man in this movie puts the little boy on. Oh, yeah. And I was laughing so hard because he, like, tries to put the kid on the bench and s- tries to sit him up. And the kid can't stay sitting up. So then he kicks the bench over and sends the kid flying. I am not advocating violence against kids. Um, it's, like, not great at all. But I'm sorry. This little scene made me laugh really hard. <laughs> yeah, just the way it's filmed. Like, he's, like, trying to prop this kid up on the on the bench and he keeps falling over and he just gets frustrated and like kicks him. And it's just like, there's no dialogue. There's no like um, real setup. It's just kind of a funny moment the way it's put together. I will say lesser dialogue would have helped in this movie. I mean, I don't, I don't think it really made a lot of sense in the first two, but a little less dialogue in this movie would have been fine. Because yeah, I, moments I like, wasn't really yeah I wasn't really expecting I mean I know it's Bunny Man but I wasn't really expecting the lack of dialogue initially like when you first start watching it mm-hmm. but yeah later there could have been less dialogue <laughs> right I appreciated no dialogue in this opening scene though because I was just like this is great this is comedy gold right now what is happening that's basically my reaction for the entire franchise yeah <laughs> it's like what is happening. Um, so then the sheriff pulls over, or it's, like, a different cop, maybe, because the sheriff actually dies in the second one, because he dies in this, like, shootout and fight with, um, Joe, um, who was, like, Bunny Man's ally and then not ally later on. Um, there's a cop in Texas. It's a cap. It's a capper. It's a cap. Um... Then he gets hit by a, by a car driven by somebody random that we're like, who the hell are you? Well, apparently his name is Carl, which I think they say a grand total of once in the film. <laughs> I do and like then, it, though, because yeah. he says, or he doesn't say, but like the way the scene is filmed, like there's no dialogue between the bunny man and this kid. And then the like the cop comes up and sees the bunny man and obviously he knows it's like a sketchy situation. And then the the camera moves to where you just see like, the, the cop standing in the road looking at the bunny man from the side and the bunny man is off to the side of the road 
And then all of a sudden he, the cop just gets hit with the car. And it's like your first, not like jump scare, but it's your first like sus- moment of suspense. Yeah, you can kind of see it coming, though, with like the shot of the car like going down the winding road and Bunny Man just kind of like looking at it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what is with us picking movies where people just get obliterated by vehicles? I oh, know. <laughs> it's becoming a thing. We're very thematic on this podcast. We are, we are thematic. Gotta do our uh, thematic analysis. <laughs> okay, yeah. Bunny Man. So Carl hits the cop and kills him. And then we cut to a random shot of a hiker. And then I guess this character's name is John. He shoots mm-hmm. the hiker. So we're like, okay, this guy's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. All right. There's more than one killer in this movie. He's a psycho. And then it turns out they live at this house where they're trying to turn it into kind of like a a, ha- a haunted house featuring the bunny man. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, if you think about it, is actually like it's a really good cover up if you have like a psychotic, deranged murderer that you're trying to like protect. Right. And needs That's to true. like exist in society. Hey, put him in a haunted house. Hmm. Yeah. Which I'll talk about something about that when we get to that point. <laughs> But then, um, so we find out that the little kid that helped put the little boy on fire out is Jacob. Um, and so Jacob shows Bunny Man uh, Polaroids and drawings and these old toys. And then he starts, like, getting pissed off and starts, like, destroying stuff. Mm-hmm. But first we're shown the second home video, which is little girls throwing rocks at the burnt boy. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right. Okay, so this is showing how that burnt boy is, like, taunted and cruelly um, beaten and blah, blah, blah. So I think we get the sense at this point that the burnt boy is the bunny man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the first real reaction you get from the bunny man character is, the, is seeing this video and the reaction he mm-hmm. kind of has. Where he's, they're like, he starts to get mad and they point out that he's getting mad. Yeah. Yeah, I just think the pacing in this film was so weird because some scenes stayed on way too long and then some scenes were like too short. Yeah, Uh, there's no real transitions because you go from like he kills the hiker in the woods to like suddenly they're somewhere else and um, mm -hmm. it's not there's the flow is not together. And then you get to Bunny Man destroying things and then you get to them at dinner. There's always a dinner table scene. Yeah. Um, so th- I think the dinner scene is the first time I noticed that the audio was very uneven. It was a lot of ADR, but I also think that the audio probably wasn't recorded correctly mm-hmm. because there were so many differing levels. And then I-, I think they needed a different sound editor because like throughout the movie, sound was a huge problem. Yeah. I mean, there were in places where people were talking and you couldn't hear them because the music was so loud or the sound effects were so loud, but that you could hear like a whisper of dialogue. And mm-hmm. maybe that was to cover up bad recording, but at the same time, just don't include that part if you can or do ADR. I mean, they did enough ADR anyway. <laughs> What's a couple more scenes? Um, but I think the point of ADR is to be able to have dialogue in there, but not make it sound like you recorded it later. 
Yeah, I mean, I think this is definitely a case of they, like, filmed the movie and, like, did the best that they could and, like, filmed it all at once. And then they went back and they were like, okay, we got to, like, fix the fix parts and add dialogue and add music. And it just wasn't the best. Yeah. But again, like, it's so distracting if you can pick up on the differing levels. And, the, you know, I think there's at one point Carl's talking and then it sounds like a completely different voice the next mm-hmm. line. Yeah, and it's, it's him, not still him talking. Yeah, it's it's not well done, I guess. So just don't expect consistency from the Bunny Man vengeance. No, I will say this is probably the best done film out of the three, mm-hmm. but still pretty problematic in areas. Yeah, it has like a a, a storyline you can follow, but the technical aspects of the film are not there. There's, you're going to have audio problems. You're going to have lighting problems. You're going to have e- jump cuts and editing problems. So, um, again, yeah. not like going to win an award, but definitely a film to watch just to say that you've seen it. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's one you're going to be like, yeah, let's put it on like I do with Scream where I'm going to put it on repeat all the time. Yeah, you're not going to be like I'm... reciting dialogue. <laughs> I don't know. The whole Michael well, looks like a chicken nugget kind of makes me laugh. yeah there's like there's like two or three lines that are just awesome <laughs> okay um so yeah we have them at dinner and john is yelling at jacob because jacob's holding this picture of a white family and my guess is that the boy that he was like circling on the picture with his finger is probably the money man before he got burnt mm-hmm. i don't know i guess it's just like a- a, yeah it's just an inference yeah, he kept it as like a keepsake. Mm-hmm. Um, so John is yelling at Jacob and Carl's like, well, let's go out tonight. And I'm like, the fuck? You guys are going out to a bar when you've just got a murderous bunny sitting next to you? All right. But when he went, went out, when he said went out, what they mean is go hunting for people. Mm-hmm. So they take their van out. Um they have these skull masks. I actually like the skull masks. That is something I like is that costuming right there. The skull masks were pretty cool. Yeah. Um, again, the lighting was kind of an issue because it was so foggy. Like they pumped way too much in there that it was just kind of like harder to see than eerie. But, um, you know, they did that. They've got the guns. Um, for some reason, John has an air horn. And... I was like, all right, Airhorn, okay. But they find oh, a group of campers. <laughs> yeah. So they find a group of campers, and John's like, I got this Airhorn, so, you know, when I blow it twice, go after them, buddy man. Um, and I guess we're supposed to infer that one of the girl campers was th- one of the girls throwing rocks at him in the home video. Really? Because he gets... Yeah, because he has this moment where it flashes back to the home video as he's staring at this one girl. Um... And he, like, starts to get enraged. Um, so and that triggers them to want to help yeah. kill them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So John blows the air horn, like, three times, I think. And like Bunny five Man times. Here. <laughs> yeah. True. I was like, he Bunny said Man twice. Here. I was like, one, two. Because yeah. that, that's another thing is the, the campers, like, the air horn goes, goes off twice. Just... And the campers, like, notice, but they don't, like, say anything. And it happens again. And then it happens a third time, two more, two more air horns. 
And then they're like looking around like, what's going on? And then the next time it happens is when they stand up and they're like, what's going on? Like, no one reacts like that when you're camping in the middle of nowhere and you hear random air horns. Well, and then the girl and the guy don't even do get out of the tent. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I get that you're trying to have sex, but at the same time. You, you might want to be alarmed if there's an air horn going off near you. And clearly, like, John is pl- pr- so prepared for this. Like, they've clearly done this before. Not with the bunny man, but they've he's clearly, like, this murderous psycho that just goes out in the woods and kills people because he likes it. Right. And then, you know, we have... So another thing is, is the bunny man is not exactly forceful with his killing either. Like, he... Th- he has the machete, Jason style. <laughs> yeah. Which I love. I love the tribute that they're in the woods and he's killing people with a machete. Like, yeah. All right. Very Jason. He throws the machete and he just like, he just kind of looks like he lobs it. He's just like, meh, like tosses the machete instead of chucking it. So I kind of laughed at that. And then he kills the girl with the glasses who all of us little emos would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay, so he comes up behind the tent. You don't really see what happens to the guy. And then the girl runs out and she's got like a thong on and like an overshirt. And he throws a pole in her. And for like a solid, what, 20 seconds, she like slides down the pole. Yeah. I was just Everybody's like, been impaled. Right. Impaled. Stabbing. Everybody gets impaled. Lots of impaling. That's true. You gotta get that that phallic symbol in there. (laughs) You get impaled. You get impaled. You get impaled. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And again, it's another instance where, like, the bunny man is also not... I mean, he's there, but he's not, like, able to reach out and touch them. So he's, like, throwing these objects, and then it just just cuts to, oh, they've been impaled. Like, again, just editing. (laughs) Yeah, and then we find out the other girls were kidnapped. I think there's three of them were kidnapped by um, John and Carl. And one of the girls goes running over to the girl who just got pulled. And she's sitting there crying. And if you notice, she, like, closes her eyes, but the girl is, like, still breathing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. obviously breathing. (laughs) The acting in this movie is also very terrible, which I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, she's very visibly alive. But then again, you know, we just have to trust that she's supposed to be dead. Right. Um, all right. And then we have... Okay, so they take the girls back with them. They've got them in the van. And then for some reason, when they're driving, we find finally find out Bunny Man's real name, and it's Michael. Mm-hmm. Tribute to Michael Myers, perhaps? Perhaps. And their family. Mm-hmm. And then he's riding in the back of the van with the girl and I guess he like hits one, the one that's like leaning against the doors and he like hits the one and John goes, damn, is she dead? And the buddy man just shrugs. (laughs) This is, I think this movie could have done so much better if it didn't take itself seriously so much. It should have been complete satire the entire time. And then I think it would have done extremely well. Um, I think they kind of missed the mark by trying to take itself so seriously. They did, but I mean, hey, he's the bunny man. He's got to communicate somehow. So if he accidentally kills some girl, he's got to shrug it off. 
Because, I mean, the costume, I mean, you can clearly see the bunny face, but you can't, there's no expression. You don't know what's happening underneath that mask. Yeah, it's kind of sad, though, that the best acting came from a guy that you can't even see his face. True. All right. Um, so then when they get back to the uh, the house, Jacob and Michael throw the girl down the well because they think she's dead, but apparently she's still alive. Because she's all of a sudden started screaming for help, which that, oh God, that, again, that audio did not sound like it was coming from the well. Um, <laughs> no. But she was apparently still alive. And then Jacob's like, oh my God, what do we do? We need to help her. And then, then Michael just picks up the tire, this tire, and just throws it down the well and hits the girl in the head, I guess, because it ended up killing her. <laughs> yeah, she's dead now. He made sure. She's very dead. Uh, oh gosh so now they've got the two girls in the church scene um i guess they had like this room that looked like a church maybe they lived in like an abandoned church maybe that's what it was um yeah just like whatever buildings they could find carl leans into the girls and tells them even the deaf kids in guadalajara have heard about him (laughs) who thinks of these things yeah um, Another, and that was the moment I was like, okay, the audio is definitely dubbed quite often here. Another moment where you're just like, what is happening? Yeah. Well, then they start showing the home video of Michael getting burned. And John goes, hey, Michael, you look like a chicken nugget. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so terrible. Really? But it's so funny. Yeah. Not what you want to say to a burn victim, but... Pretty much one of the only memorable lines in the entire film. Yeah. So, you know, they kind of set it up where this one girl that, you know, we had inferred that she was one of the girls throwing rocks in the video. Oh, yeah. It kind of set it up that she would be like a final girl. Like she was going to go through some shit and then she'd come out on top, you know? Right. Yeah. That's not the case. This is Bunny Man. Nothing is ever as it seems. So she and her friend are in a, um, it looks like a torture room. And the one girl who was the little girl from the video is on the table. She's got like her head in a vice and she's strapped everywhere. And then the other girl's not. And Carl's like, you could drink the water or you can let these spiders crawl on you. And so he, she doesn't choose. So he forces her. Well, the water was not water. Duh, every horror mm-hmm. fan can probably figure that out. And it was acid. That was also a very terrible effect. <laughs> Even more burning. Burning is the theme in this movie. Gotta let it burn, burn, burn. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but to be fair, that is, I mean, you kind of saw it was coming, but it was a cool moment where um, she drinks the water and then um, he's just like, yeah, that wasn't water. And then he lifts up her shirt and you just see the the special effect of like her stomach being burning. Yeah. Evaporating and all of her intestines coming out. And it's just like, yeah. okay, that's one well, way to die. It was a good idea that they had her pause like, oh yeah, I'm fine. And then it's mm-hmm. like, oh no, you're not fine. Exactly. 
So I'll give it that. She was trying to save herself, even though her friend yeah. was like there. But then it was like, nope, you still going to die because he wants you dead. Well, and then the other girl's like, well, I choose spiders. I choose spiders. Mm-hmm. So there's three tarantulas and they're crawling up her. One gets in her mouth and then Bunny Man comes in and shoots her in the fucking head as she's choking on this tarantula. And then you see like this blood splatter go on the wall and there's the tarantula still alive and he just scuttles away. (laughs) This movie, I, oh gosh. So both girls didn't die the way that they, with the options that they were given. Yeah. Um, It's so bad. Uh, So then we get three people pulling up to the house. They walk into a prop room and find Michael in the bunny suit sitting down. And the one girl's like, ah, he's not that scary. And then he gets up and she's like, ah, and then chases them and let's run inside the house quick. Yeah. Let's run in this elevator. And then Michael throws this. Seriously. Did you notice that the end of the shovel was like carved to look like a shank? Yeah. So he throws this like shank shovel and it. Of course, like, gets the guy in the throat. And so he's pinned, choking on his own blood, like, against this the wall of this elevator. And then Michael slams this girl's head um, after he, like, rips her shirt off. The other one runs away. And as Michael's trying to take the shovel out of the guy, she they she gets the girl. that And this girl's, like, got a concussion or something. They're running. And they get out of the house. And they're like, help us, help us. Because they see John. Mm-hmm. somebody's trying to kill me and john goes yeah me and then he sticks this really intricate knife up the one girl's throat and you see like the end of the knife in her mouth mm-hmm. and i'm just like all right okay yeah that was the we- other like nice or uh, noticeable line for me was when he was just like yeah me and just shove the knife up into her chin because like obviously you know he's a psycho he's not gonna help them but um, you weren't expecting to see yeah. him kill them like that. And he kicks the other girl in the head. Right. And then she wakes up. She's in the torture room. Um, she's still groggy, but she grabs this syringe full of drugs. I'm guessing drugs. Yeah. Um, and then she goes and hides. She, you know, Michael's got the chainsaw. And so we've, we've got Halloween. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And Friday the 13th all homaged in this movie already. There is not one weapon that people are used to kill with. It's basically whatever you can find. (laughs) Everything's a weapon, including a sink. Also Um, true. (laughs) We'll get there. Um, So the girl, she, like, runs away and goes into this prop room with these prop coffins, hides in one, and while Michael opens the other one to look for her, she gets out and stabs him with the syringe and takes off. And he tries to go after her, but then he faints and we get the best sequence in the movie. Yes. Oh my god. It's too it's like a music video. This was actually good filmmaking. Like this could have been how the movie was made and like this could have been a real music video and I would have been all for it. Cuz it oh my it was- god, it's the best drug trip everywhere ever. There's Bunny Man, there's teddy bears, there's Teddy bears getting massacred. There's like wrestling with Joe. Joe's back in the dream sequence. And then you get like flying trucks. Yeah. It oh, just, the school bus. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that was like a homage to the second film. Oh, for sure. Oh my god, though. I died. And it's to the Machinist of Joy by Die Krupp. <laughs> oh god. We have to post the link to the song. I actually yeah. like enjoyed the song and the video together. So I was like, this could be an actual music video. I enjoy this. This is great. Yeah, I mean, I was dying laughing when I was just like, what is this? What is happening? And then ended up being like the best scene in the whole film. I was cackling and screaming with laughter because I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Seriously, that's all you can say when you watch this movie is what is happening. Made no sense, but was amazing. Oh, for sure. All right. And then, um, all right. So after the best drug trip ever, (laughs) the girl gets caught and her throat is slit. So nobody's surviving in this movie, apparently. Yeah. The final girl or who you think is supposed to be the final girl. She was like trying to escape this place. Suddenly does not make it. Right. And then we've got Carl and Jacob are setting up the haunted house. And then John is working out. Yeah, again, they don't really explain things in this movie. (laughs) I know. Um, So they have the haunted house. Carl is dressed up like a black and white clown. And then he takes the tickets from these girls and they enter the haunted house. So they're going through the haunted house. They have a flashlight with them. I did like how Carl was like, here, you're going to need this. But they're going through the house and they shine a flashlight on the girl who we just saw her throat get slit. And they just, like, are like, meh, and walk away. (laughs) Well, you're in a haunted house. You think everything is fake. True. True. But still. Yeah. Oh, hey, there's a dead girl. Okay, let's keep walking. Yeah, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) So they keep walking, and then they get trapped in this hallway, and they're trying to get out, trying to get out. And then, of course, the one girl has to be cool. And um, when... Bunny man Michael enters the room with the chainsaw. She goes, oh, you have a fake chainsaw? That's so scary. What are you going to do? Cut off my fingers? And every horror fan is probably like, uh, da, da, da. Yeah, you're going to lose your fingers, honey. Predictable moment. And what does Michael do? He cuts her fingers off the chainsaw. Well, then she's like sitting there screaming. And then she like looks up as he's bringing like the chainsaw down on her face. And then we get probably one of the weirdest special effects in this film and Mm -hmm. that's saying a lot yeah (laughs) because when he's chainsawing her face in half you've got the blood splatter but you've also got steam rising from her face yeah and no like bone crunching and her face is like melting from the chainsaw and you which you only see like the side view of her face because the camera is like right next to her face but it's um, mm-hmm. it's bizarre. It is bizarre. You don't die like that. Not that a lot of people die with chainsaws to the face. But still. Yeah. I wonder if that's even possible. But I was just like, okay, you're going there. All right. So then he sets the chainsaw down and grabs the other girl by the back of her head, slams her face. He loves slamming people's faces against like doors and walls. Yeah. He likes knocking people out. So he slams her face. So she's groggy. He drags her over to the chainsaw that's on the ground and still running. And then like, just like takes her face and rubs it against the chainsaw blade as it's running. 
I was just like, damn, anger issues. Just a little bit. Just a little. Just, just a little, little bit. <laughs> but they have to die gruesomely. I mean, it's Bunny Man. Mm-hmm. Well, then you just like get this shot of this hallway and it's littered with bodies. And then you see that people are still standing outside of the haunted house waiting to get in. And Carl's trying to talk to them. And this girl runs out and she says it like five times in the exact same way. So I think they just kind of like recycled the clip or something. Yeah, they probably they just looped like, it. Run away. They're trying to kill us. Run away. They're trying to kill us. Run away. They're trying to kill us. And also <laughs> like, like if you're okay, if you're like in line in a haunted house, like clearly because the girl and he are standing up on this balcony and he's like announcing to the crowd like, oh, it's great and you're going to love it. And this girl's just like screaming behind him. Like, and and everyone's just kind of like looking at her. And normally you could think like, oh, this is part of the show maybe or something. But then he just like loses his cool and shoots her. Oh no. He turns around and goes, shut the fuck up. And then he grabs a gun and just shoots her at the fucking head. And everybody just scatters. And it's just like, <laughs> it was like they had so many chances to make it believable and they didn't do it. <laughs> well, they also, like, this movie should not have taken itself as seriously. Yeah, it, it should have been like, like funny bunny man, not like like satirical bunny man, not like we're yeah. serious, this is a slasher movie. Because the moments where it's funny are actually super fucking funny. Yeah. Like... They could have gone so in such a good direction with it, but then they were like, we have to make this serious and blah, 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 but it'll have some funny moments. And I honestly don't think they meant for half of the funny moments to actually be funny. It's just funny because it's so bad. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, and then, so obviously everybody's scattered. They're worried about the cops. And John's like, it's basically every man for himself. Um, and then he and Michael kind of have a confrontation and Carl tells Jacob to get Michael out of there. And so Jacob overhears, uh, John talking about how he wants to kill Michael Yeah. and Jacob doesn't really understand. And he's like, Michael is his best friend and he wants Michael to survive. Like he loves Michael. It's Mm -hmm. pretty obvious at this point. And so he... Like gets Michael in the car and gets and packs up stuff for him, including the chainsaw. Well, hey, he's got to have his chainsaw wherever he's going. He's got to kill yeah. people. Come on now, they're family. They got to look out for each other. Yeah, and then he like he gets so, caught talking to Michael. Yeah, and then John fucking shoots him in the back of the head. Well, I want to talk about that for a second because I like how like. Uh, Jacob is saying goodbye to Michael and there's like they're clearly bonding he's like he's saying goodbye he knows it's goodbye and then when the other two come outside and John's like where's Michael going and just points the gun at them and Jacob is clearly like torn because he's obviously like loyal to Michael but he knows that John is dangerous and then he walks over to John and gets himself shot in the back of the head and it's just like um, it's a big moment too because like you know that Michael knows and you know that it's going to upset Michael. And when Michael's upset, he kills people. Right. And he usually kills people that make him upset. Yes. And like Jacob, Carl was right. Jacob didn't deserve to die. Yeah. Which at, when he said that, J- Jacob wasn't actually fully dead yet. He was still I know dying. they kept cutting back to like his face 
blown open oh. by the ground and like the oh. blood coming out. And I was just like, well, he's not dead, but he's about to be dead. <laughs> oh my God. That eye special effect though. Again, not great. I know it's low budget, but at the same yeah. time I've seen low budget movies have amazing special effects because they, they just get talented people. They had to yeah. want to do it. But after the walking dead, you kind of can't have a creepy eye in a death scene and succeed. True. Unless you're in Game of Thrones, then you, uh, but you also have a big budget. So, all right. Oh, it's about uh, the money. So Michael's obviously pissed off and then John and Carl are pissed. Well, Carl's pissed off at John for killing Jacob. Mm -hmm. Michael's pissed off at John for killing Jacob, but Carl also blames Michael. So he and John go after Michael in the junkyard. Can we just yeah. appreciate that in the trailer that Carl goes into, there's just a random box of Huggies? <laughs> well, hey, it's, you know, whatever you can find. <laughs> there's just a random box of Huggies sitting in there. Oh, it goes back. But there's lots of, like, children motifs throughout the film. So I think it, like, adds on to that. Because even, like, uh, John says, like, uh, they don't need to follow him because they know he'll go up into the mountains because he has nowhere to go. Right. But then um, Michael snipes Carl in the leg mm -hmm. and Carl like crawls into the trailer. That's when I saw the Huggies. Yeah. <laughs> and so we don't see Carl for a little bit because now we're following John. And then John gets shot in the leg by Michael and Michael comes up and finds him. So then John crawls into this other trailer and I was laughing because whoever was in the set design department, good on you, on the wall was graffitied 75309. And then when it zooms out, you can clearly see a six. You know, eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine, nine. <laughs> and I was laughing so hard when I saw that. <laughs> oh, God. So like I said, if they didn't take themselves so seriously and just made this a satire, this would have been a completely different conversation. So much randomness. So much. But can I say to you that like the one thing I did like was that the the camera shot of the like sniper scope, I thought they uh -huh. did that well throughout the movie. But also he didn't oh, yeah. Michael didn't actually kill them initially. Like he killed the he he impaled like the girls that he killed. Um and the people from the other movies, but in this, he just shoots them both in the leg initially. Mm -hmm. That's not actually how they die. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they are family. And even though he's upset about losing Jacob, um, yeah. it's still, that's not how they die. Yeah. It has to be more personal. Oh, for sure. And then Jacob, or not Jacob, sorry, John is in the trailer and then he like opens this side door and Michael's right behind him. Dun, dun, and dun. Michael... <laughs> and possibly one of the most random deaths in this movie. Michael starts beating John in the face with a sink. That junkyard had everything, including a kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah. So he's beating John in the face with a sink. And I remember one time looking at the screen during this sequence that I was like, damn, John looks like Voldemort right now. Also, he had like the same wound every time he got hit. They would like cut back yeah. to John on the ground with like the same blood on the face. And I was just like, yeah, um, if he get hit once in the head with that sink, 
his head would not be there. <laughs> but okay. Pretty much no. So then, like, obviously, John is Voldemorted, and he's dead. Death yes. by the kitchen sink. Yes. Um, and then we see Carl take off in the van, and Michael pursues. For a little bit, you don't know if Michael left first or Carl left first, because it doesn't really show Michael starting his pursuit of Carl. But then yeah. you see, you eventually see Michael in the rearview mirror um, in Carl's van. So he keeps trying to ram into the van, and Carl finally, for some reason, randomly, there might have been a scene where he gets hit again and maybe like hits his head against the steering wheel or something, because all of a sudden he randomly like runs into a tree. Yeah, there's yeah. um, it, it there's just suddenly an accident, which is it probably had something to do with the fact that there's like a lot of rules you have to follow. If you're going to involve like a car crash in a film. So they kind of just like skipped that part. Yeah. Well then he. (laughs) The gash on his forehead looked much more like what you get when you have a curling iron burn. Yeah. Because boy was not wearing a seatbelt. No. But it wasn't even bleeding. Like it looked more like a burn than it did a gash. No Um, makeup budget either. (laughs) No. Well, I mean, I gotta admit, I was in a local movie, and honestly, it wasn't super well made. Um, and you know, it wasn't the best thing ever either. But our makeup artist was rocking. She she was like, I think sixteen, seventeen at the time. Sorry, I just tried to watch Chandler jump on the couch, and he just fell. <laughs> um, but. She was like 16, 17 at the time, and she freaking rocked it. She did a fantastic job with what she could do. And um, so, I mean, it's possible to get people, um, even if they're just doing it for a learning experience, just get yeah. people who are passionate. Absolutely. I mean, if you you can find the people if they're out there. You just have to do it. And this was filmed in California, so it wasn't oh God, like they were short on people. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, obviously, like, if you can pay the people, pay them, definitely. But if you're, you know, if you're a student, get involved other students, like, you know, get people again who are passionate, because passion is something that can definitely help make or break a film. And there are always Um, kids out there and people out there looking for the experience. mm -hmm. For sure. Now, would I do photography or videography for free at this point hell no but Mm. i've also worked my butt off to become a professional so that's different like you wouldn't go and help write something for free at this point no well not on a movie no um okay so back to bunny man so he's got this really terrible gash he's handcuffed to the van and michael douses him in gasoline and carl is lit ablaze And again, that's just like a random thing. He was in a, like the van crashed. And then the next cut is like, uh, Carl's just like handcuffed to the vehicle. It's like, why is that how he's going to die? Like, like where the handcuffs come from? Like what, what? And also when they find the burned body, obviously they're going to know something happened because he's handcuffed to the car. Right. Like, I don't think Michael actually gives a shit about being caught. This is also true. Yeah. Um, so then we get our final home movie, and it's a white woman kissing a baby. Um, so I think they weren't actually family family. I think maybe some they did something to Michael's mother, and then they took him in. Yeah, like found, found family. Yeah. 
Because um, I always Michael, thought Jacob was yeah. the one who who put him out. Yeah. Oh, he was because then he like touches the burns on Jacob's arm, mm-hmm. and we uh, again when uh, he sees Jacob again at the house for the first time. But then um, we see a woman kissing a baby, and then it's sunset, and Michael takes his mask off, and we see burns and black eyes. I will say that out of all the shots in the film, that's probably one of my favorites just because the way they filmed it. Because mm-hmm. initially when he takes the bunny head off for the first time, which he's been wearing forever, he's mm-hmm. um, he's sort of like silhouetted against this uh, this kind of nice sunset. And it's just this nice moment of like you can see him like pick it up and put the bunny head down. And then it, it's like a super close up of his eyes and you can just see all the burns and stuff. So I thought that was really well done. Yeah, that pretty well, that was. Um, so, the end. Bunny Man ends. And then Walked you get away. this creepy fucking end credit sequence with puppets. <sighs> puppets, yes. I don't like puppets. <laughs> well, it's another one of those things where it's like you, this film gives you more questions than answers. Like, You're no joke. Like, right. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, I want to know more about this backstory. I'm interested to know. And you got me interested, but you're not going to tell me anything. But you're also not going to help give me some hints to help interpret anything. Like, you're just going to – it was lazy. It was lazy it's, it writing. It was very lazy. It was very lazy. You know? And I mean, like we said, there are good parts to this movie, but there are there's much more bad than good. Mm-hmm. Um, again, had it been strictly satirical, I think it had the potential to become a cult classic. Maybe that's a little giving it a little bit too much credit. But well, it was also written and directed by the same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, like all the movies. So it wasn't like it, the fran- it wasn't like the franchise went on to other people and had like other iterations and other involvement. Like it was the same person from start to finish. So they're just, you'd think there'd be more cohesion to the story. Right. I But there just wasn't. And I mean, that's been a problem with each of the films. And again, I think it's because they wanted to throw some funny stuff in there and have that 80s camp. But then they also wanted to be a serious slasher. And it's just like, you're not Kevin Williamson. You you can't do both. It hasn't worked for you. Yeah, this movie did not know what it wanted to be. No, and that's a problem, you know? And a lot of times that comes down to editing, writing, and directing. Not necessarily the acting, mm-hmm. but I mean... Writing, ugh, for sure. The acting isn't really much worth talking about for this film, to be honest. Bunny Man uses his actions, not his words. Yeah. Like I said, the funniest damn part was when he was like, well, is she dead? Damn, is she dead? Just shrugs. Shrug. Yeah. So what are your final thoughts? So again, this could have been a much, much better film had they gone with the satirical side. Um, There are some good aspects to it. And what kind of frustrates me about the fact that the effects suck, the lighting isn't great, and, like, sometimes the editing is super choppy, is that 
the dream sequence is actually super well done. It's fun. It's like the effects are cool. The animation's great. Like it's just a fun sequence. It's like, did you spend your entire budget on just that? Because that's the only like well done all around part of this film. Like it's stupid. It's campy. It's ridiculous, but it's the only part that's really well done. And if they had just rolled with that vibe, it would have made a difference for this movie. But, you know, I think at this point it does deserve its low rating. It's only like a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I I think even 29% might be a little gracious. But overall, not great. It's just frustrating because you see the potential and you want it to be there. But then it's not. And you're just kind of like left feeling meh. So it's probably one that I won't revisit except for maybe to watch the dream sequence. (laughs) What about you? What are your final thoughts on Bunny Man Vengeance? My final thoughts on Bunny Man Vengeance are that you should at least watch this film once. Because again, it's like you hear the title and you're like, Bunny Man, what is this? Um, it's just one of those things you have to experience for yourself. Like you, you know, it's going to be low budget, you know, it's going to be like this campy little horror movie, but like people can't necessarily, uh, tell you like how it's going to be. You need to just experience some things for yourself. And again, it was just a movie that did not know what it wanted to be. It did not have clear writing. It did not have clear direction with storyline. Um, it just... It, it was it serious was it satire like it just there was no cohesion and again it's like the third part of a story so it should have been like a wrap-up or it should have been um there just should have been more explanation there was so much inference with like the characters and we don't even necessarily like get their names we don't even get any of the kids names <laughs> like because they're just the people that are gonna die but um mm-hmm. i mean you should you should at least give it a chance but you have to you need yeah. to go into this movie knowing at least in some way that what you're about to watch is a train wreck, but you will definitely laugh. So going off of that, I think honestly we could have done without the first film. The second film should have been the first film. Mm -hmm. And then this could have been split. This idea could have been split between the second and third films if they were going to go for a trilogy. Yeah, I could see that. But you know, it is what it is. And Bunny Man is Bunny Man. And... Again, if you just want a movie to be drunk or high to, like, there you go. This is a great franchise for that. Um, I think you can get, like, the maybe, like, a Grindhouse version on Amazon Prime and rent the original Bunny Man from 2011. I know you can watch Bunny Man Massacre and Bunny Man Vengeance on Amazon Prime. So if you guys want to watch these movies, they are pretty readily available. Yes, streaming has made... The watching of many films, including horror, much easier. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, again, there's not much more to say about this movie, I don't think. Yeah, I think we covered it. <laughs> well, speaking of covering, Courtney, what are we covering next week? Next week, we are watching Final Exam. For a special three-week College experience. Whoop, whoop. 
Yeah, I'm really excited because at the end of the three weeks, we are going to have my birthday pick episode and we're going to have a very special guest, our first guest on the podcast. And I am so stoked. I can't wait to tell you guys more about that. Yes. Yeah, I am so looking forward to this. Um, You know, we're still writing out everything from COVID-19 and we're just going to try to have some fun between now and then because I know it's been some pretty heavy shit lately and we all could use a little fun in our lives and what's more fun than final exam (laughs) yes we need some some low budget horror and we need some 1980s goodness in our lives honestly 1980s knew how to do low budget horror yes they did nowadays just isn't the same (laughs) all right Well, in the meantime, until the next episode drops next Friday, you guys can reach us at EAS Podcast on Instagram and Everybody's a Suspect Podcast on Facebook. We are also on Twitter at Everybody's a Sus One. And you can email us with your questions and comments or to say hi at Everybody's a Suspect at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm. I would love to hear from more people if you've got films to suggest that you want us to cover or if there's any questions you have, please feel free to reach out. Um, We're happy and pretty open books on everything. So just let us know and get a hold of us. Well, we will see you guys next week when we cover final exam. Bye-bye. Bye.